this is the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reid and Luke Moulton. This show is lovingly put together for small business owners by small business owners to get practical ideas about attracting more customers more often. So, if you're serious about building your business, strap in for the ride. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Luke. Lukey, Lukey, Lukey. Timbo, how are you? Good, mate. I am very excited. Take a listen to this. It's a very good question. They are the trumpets that are trumpeting the arrival of a very, very exciting partnership between us and Flying Solo. Yes, indeed. Fantastic Flying Solo, Timo. We're very proud to be partnering with them. Australia's largest community for solo and micro-business owners, Lukey. Yes, it is. It's a, uh, it's a pretty good resource too, Tim. Mate, say. I've actually been using it for years. Have you? As a solopreneur myself. Well, you've um, written there, haven't you, Tim? I have. I've, been, I've written there. I was a bit slack. I wrote there early on. Yeah. Um, and God bless them. They kept my profile there. Our profile <laughs> is now back there. But... Um, Great resource. I tell you what, if you are a, if you're a, if you're a small business owner, particularly a solopreneur, that's the whole thing. Flying yeah. solo, gosh, you know, there's there's resources, um, marketing, um, HR, financial, all, all sorts of resources. Thousands good. of articles. Luke. Yeah, good online networking opportunity too. They've got some really good forums that uh, I've been hanging out in recently. Ah, loitering. Yeah, no, 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 I'm contributing. <laughs> contributing. Sorry, I'm contributing, not loitering. Hey, Lukey. Timo. So the partnership is one of, we are their, um, their marketing podcast of choice, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, if you go to flyingsolo.com, listeners, uh, flyingsolo.com.au, actually, uh, you, will find, um, you will find us there, plus just a mountain of resources. So a bit of a shout out, Lukey, to uh, Robert. Yes. And Sam. Thanks who, to the guys uh, at Flying Solo. Yeah, really. And there is actually another one. And hello to him. I think his name's David. <laughs> I wish you'd do your research. <laughs> hey, Lukey, what have we got on the show? Uh, we have got a, a very special person coming up um, who... She is special, isn't she? She's um, She's got a fantastic service, and uh, we're going to be having a chat to her. It's a certainly PR service, Timbo. Lukey? You found her rather special, I think. Timbo, you just like embarrassing me in front of in front of our female <laughs> guests. Very, Love it. Very childish and immature. Oh, yes, I know, I know. And you can't help yourself. I have the brain of a twenty-five-year-old and the body of a sixty-eight-year-old. <laughs> um, Lukey, yeah, that is. Um, we have Rebecca Derrington from Source Bottle coming up very shortly. And if you don't know what Source Bottle is, listeners, it is a way. To get yourself on television and <laughs> and in the, on the radio and in newspapers and magazines and basically to get yourself free publicity here in Australia. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good service. It's Bloody a great! Hey, we've spoken about it before. We have. We have touched on it before. So, but now we're going to hear it from the source. The source. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind, Lucas? Um, Timbo, I, I actually went to a really good seminar yesterday with uh, none other, put on by none other than Pro Blogger. Pro blogger, which is Dan Rouse. You are swinging with the big boys. <laughs> no, I just went there to watch it. It was also sponsored by SitePoint, so right. I went along in my uh, capacity with Flipper, which yep. uh, is actually finishing up this week. Yep. Um, and uh, I had once again was uh, always really uh, surprised and happy to meet some of our listeners, Timbo. Lukey, stop it! <laughs> You're going to tell me they walked up to you and said, "Are you Luke from Small Business Big Marketing?" Did uh, it happen? And then they said, "How do you put up with Tim?" Really? God bless them. <laughs> Hello to you, listeners. So that was really good, and, and there were quite a few actually, um, quite a few flying solo uh, members there as well. How um, do you know? 
because I spoke to one or two of them. Good on you. Yeah. Oh, well, hello to them so too. So that was, that was really cool. And it was... Um, yeah, Partnerships so... working already. <laughs> and they, they didn't even know it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and it was certainly, uh, certainly a worthwhile day. It was, um, it was What'd about... you learn? Give me your top... Give, me, give us your top three in one sentence or less. I, I reckon I can give you... Um, I, I, well, it, it would be uh, undervaluing it to say I could sum it up in one sentence, but it really comes down to just creating good content. I mean, this was about blogging, yeah, uh, and it was basically um, creating good content and then telling people about it. He is great. He's written a book. Um, did he sell his book there? I just bought it on Amazon um, uh, recently. Every one of the uh, every one of the speakers had a book, and they were all selling them. <laughs> good strategy. Yeah. If you are no. going to get on the speaking circuit, get, get a, a book. book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is a good book. And if you want to know any, it, it pretty much he is the one stop shop for anything about blogging. Darren yeah. Rouse. Yeah. Um, very giving guy. Yeah. Gives a lot away, and then yeah, no, he's sells great. a lot. Lovely bloke, uh, and his his blog problogger.com is um, is definitely worth a read. He's got uh, he he puts out a phenomenal amount. of He's content. a freak. Talk about <laughs> king of content. Yeah, I mean he just has the ability to create. Yeah, and there are some tricks to creating content, aren't there? Because that that's what stops a lot of people from actually getting involved in blogging or other social media. So. Um, we better do some kind of affiliate with Darren because I think we'll continue to promote his work into the future, Luke. Indeed. Um, so it was a good one, yeah? It was fantastic. Speaking of, uh, what did you go to? A seminar, would you call it? Yes. I have got tonight the first webinar for those attending the Small Business Big Marketing Intensive. Yep. Very excited about that. Fantastic. Very excited. So uh, everyone come on there, find a bit about what's happening on the two days, and I'm going to share a little bit of branding magic. That was branding magic, not blanding. <laughs> Well, I do have a slide that says brand or bland. It's your choice. Timbo. Do you like that? Very smooth. Stop it. Um, Lukey. Timbo. I have also got to say that I've got this thing going through my head at the moment. I don't know if I've touched on it in previous episodes, but what is on my mind right now is this notion of an epidemic amongst small business owners in their marketing spend, with their marketing spend. And... I went to an expo last week, can't remember what day, it was that forgettable, yep. won't name what the expo was, but gee, my heart went out to all these storeholders who had spent hundreds if not thousands of dollars mm. with a stand at this expo, free to attend, thank God, yep. um, but there were more storeholders than there were people like me wandering around. I found it really useful personally because I went and met a whole. It was a it was an expo around um, new marketing and online resources. For me, I just went around, met all the storeholders, kind of spoke to people about what it is they had to offer to sort of stay ahead of the game. All of them complained about the fact that the expo was underattended, and it was just embarrassing. And not only that, so poor use of marketing spend number one, but some of the stands, the way they were decked out. There was this marketing coach, right? I've, got to, I've just got to not mention names. I can't remember this guy's name. He had more bits of A4 paper with messages on it st- <laughs> stuck around his stand than I have ever seen. Wow. Oh, man, it was extraordinary. It's like He's a marketing I, I just couldn't, I couldn't make out what he was. I went up and asked. He said, I'm a marketing coach. He even had A4 paper sticky taped to the floor out the front of his, out the front of wow. his stand. Yeah, I, expos are a tough one. Sometimes, depending on what industry you're in, you, you just have to attend them. Yeah, you do. I, I like attending them, even if they're, you know, I wouldn't have liked to have been a storeholder there, but um, from my point of view, it was beneficial. There just weren't many people there. Oh, when, I, when I say attend, I mean the exhibit. Uh, there's a, yeah. a mate of uh, yours and mine, Timbo, um, I, once again, not naming names, but I, he uh, 
I know he spent a phenomenal amount of money to go to um, to partake in a, a yeah. three day expo. Um, yeah, and fortunately he he made sales that um, remunerated him. But um, you know you sort of think of some of the smaller guys that. Uh, that uh, might be selling um, well, a, a cheaper product, and you've got to sell a lot of them. Yeah, you do. And look, it is most of it's a numbers game, I reckon, Expos. But also, look, there might have been one person there who just, you know, one person, one storeholder met some attendee, and a relationship bloomed out of it, or whatever, and it was really worth it. So it can also be about the quality of people who are attending. But mm-hmm. um, the other thing I had to laugh at was it was in a massive room, and there were two stages. You know, it was like, what, what's that music concert? Um, you know, when there's all the stages around the um, showground or Big Day Out. Big Day Out, yeah. yeah. it was like that. There was one stage at one front of the expo and one at the back, and um, you could hear both people speaking. It was just a tough gig. Anyway, yeah. I do think there is an epidemic of small business owners just kind of throwing good money after bad on, on marketing. So, guys, I hope you're um, – well, clearly you are listening if you are. Uh, if you're not, you're not listening, Luke. Um, that's how it works with the, in this podcast world. But we've got to get the word out there. That's what yeah. we're here, you know, to help um, stem that epidemic, Luke. Yes, and if you're um, first time as listening in via flying solo, uh, that's essentially what small business big marketing yeah. is all about. Uh, it's about um, doing effective marketing. Yeah, yeah, and welcome to all those flying solo people, Luke. Indeed. Um, so, Lukey, Rebecca Derrington, Sauce Bottle. Indeed. Let's shall we up. shall we go and have a chat to her? Let's have a listen to Beck. Sauce Bottle will get you free publicity or famous, whichever comes first. Nice. Mm. Fantastic. And then they go, oh, wow. Yeah, wow. What is it? What is it and how do I use it? That's the idea, isn't it? We keep telling our listeners, it's like, get that that answer right, you know? Because if you get the what do you do answer right, then everything else will fall into place and hopefully people will go, oh, my God. Tell me more. So once once you've uh, perked people's interests, what uh, what is Source Bottle? Well, Source Bottle is is basically, um, it's a website and it's a subscription service and it's free. And it just connects journalists and bloggers and authors with sources. So it just provides them a really easy tool to use to be able to reach out to fresh sources all the time. And, uh, yeah, it's free for everyone to use. So it's a, it's a crowdsourcing tool, really. Yeah. Hmm. What made you come up with the idea of SourceBottle? Well, these kinds of lead services have been around for about 20 years overseas. Um, not in exactly this form. I think I've probably enhanced and improved what I've seen. Uh, a lot of them are paid services, so they're actually quite expensive. Like um, Harrow? Well, Harrow's a free one. Oh, it is free, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Harrow's a free service. And, uh, and, and that's really, really good. I sort of stumbled across Harrow, um, I suppose it was just, just a bit before, but I knew of ProfNet, which is kind of the granddaddy. Prof, P-R-O-F-N-E-T. Net. Yeah, okay. weird name, wacky names, so <laughs> wacky names. Find a professional. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of got an expert guide, from what I understand. But they also do the connection. But that's quite, you know, that's a paid service. Yeah. And Harrow does a free service. There's quite a few. There's pitch rate a lot, a lot overseas. So what you saw is like there's all this stuff happening overseas. Yeah. No one's doing it here. Yeah. I'm going to be the first. Yeah, I was thinking, poor old Aussie journos. What were you what doing? To them? <laughs> what were you doing? Well, I'd um, I had my own PR and marketing uh, so consultancy. Yeah, so I had a bit of background in it, yep. and um, but I really did recognise that whilst there were these great services available to everyone overseas, uh, really no one was catering for the Australian audience, and and for a, a small business like myself, because I was obviously a small business as well, 
you know, it was really hard to connect with, with journos if you weren't in that inner circle and you didn't, mm. and how did you, um, how did you get an opportunity to have access to these great leads that could potentially get you or your clients a lot is, of free is it publicity? Really, we, we've, we've had Flip Shelton on the show and we've talked to other people about yeah, we've, publicity. We've had uh, a couple of people talking about PR. We have. And Steve clearly, Sammartino. Sammartino, boy, yep. he did it really well. But is it, is it really that hard? I mean, everyone goes, oh, it almost, I would say a lot of small business owners go, you know what? PR's too hard because mm. I don't know the journos. Yep. It's, yeah, would you say that's kind of a fair assessment? Yeah, look, I think it is. And I think for for some businesses, it is hard. I mean, it's hard to come up with an interesting angle. What, mm. What's going to make people want to read about my business? You know, I, I can tell them how great it is, but that is that newsworthy? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes you do, do need a professional to help you sort of identify that. But mm-hmm. and, and sometimes that's cost prohibitive, realistically. Yep. Uh, but publicity is, is yeah, it's it's... It can be it can be pretty tricky, and it's all about timing and um, identifying something that's going to be newsworthy, and and it, it but the the value in in publicity is is enormous. Massive, massive. It's hey, massive. we're going to come back to that. I want mm. to know. So you had this idea you're a PR chick. Yeah. Yep. Own own business or working for someone else? Own business at that stage. Okay. I had two. I'd had two children. Yeah, okay. So mm. kids come along and then you go, sauce bottle, there's an idea here. Yeah. First time you'd ever gone out, well, no, it was your own business previously, but first time you created something from scratch. Oh, absolutely. White canvas stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd the name come from? I know sauce as in, because it's <laughs> S-O-U-R-C-E. What's yes. the bottle thing? Well, you know, kind of bottling sauces. I just thought it was <laughs> it was catchy. And, you know, when you've got a small marketing budget, I think it's important to come up with a name that's catchy. Or so that people true. go, oh, yeah. hang on. Uh, so I didn't want to use my name or something that was easily forgettable. So I thought sauce bottle and people would think, oh, what's that? And when you, when you went through the process of naming, mm. did you have a whole lot? And then did you go to friends and family and go, what did you think? Or did one just kind of sit with you really comfortably? Well, Sauce Bottle, well, my husband, I have to say, my husband gave me the name Sauce Bottle. He oh, sort of, we were playing blessing. with a whole lot of different uh, ideas and he came up with Sauce Bottle and I thought that is a really great name. It just And there it was. And, yeah. and it, you know, isn't it funny? Like you've put a lot of effort in, particularly on social media and building the brand. Yes. But there is something about the name. It's yes. just kind of... I don't know whether it's the syntax or the fact that it's like you have to think a little bit about it mm. or... It's um, certainly got Australian connotations as well. Bit of dead horse. Yeah. The dead horse bottle. Well, you know, you don't, <laughs> don't go to a barbie without a bottle of sauce. Oh, you wouldn't take a bottle of sauce to a barbie. No. Like, do you? You'd expect you there to be one. You Correct. would expect there to be one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, um, okay. And what was it? Do you have any other names? So Hubby came up with a name. What was your one that you were going, oh, I really want to call it this? Look, I think I probably happily forgot most of my... Very lame ideas. Yeah, okay. uh, it was clear that was the outstanding winner. Well done, Happy. Yeah, well done. Lukey, we are going to stop Rebecca there because I just want to touch on this whole concept of naming a business or a product or a service. So important. And you love it. I love naming things. I really do. In my other business, you the ideas me, you guy. names all the time. I do. I do. Some of which are quite funny, others which just don't really fly at all. <laughs> But I've been running um, what I call a sticky names workshop for years where if a business owner is looking for a name, um, I have a sort of set process that looks creatively at all different angles of how you could name a business. I know, Tim, but I've actually been through the process. You have, you have. But what I love about naming is I love it when a business owner arrives at a name that they absolutely love. Yep. And you see it happen. They've 
Go on. And, and it is actually it's quite a lot easier, I find, too, for solopreneurs and small business people because yeah, they're usually yeah. the, the one that has the final say. Correct, correct. When you have... No uh, committees. No committees. Committees kill names. That's why everyone <laughs> should be a solopreneur. Correct. Goodness me. Imagine all the great business names. <laughs> we should get, um, at some point, don't know how we do this flying solo people, but we should at some point get all the solopreneurs to actually tell us what their business names are because I bet there are some really creative ones. Indeed. Um, But, you know, the way you look at names is, you know, think about creatively, you know, don't just ask family and friends. Um, And if you do, you've got to give them the brief as to what you're trying to achieve because it becomes a very subjective process. I like asking silly questions like, you know, you know, what would Robbie Williams call your business? Or, you know, silly stuff like that. It gets you thinking from a different angle. It doesn't have to be Robbie Williams, but just like looking at it from a different angle, from a different person with a different hat on. It's the old De Bono thing, you know, different hats. And, yep. you know, what would, the, um, what would the really straight person call it versus the really silly person versus the really intelligent person? Um, and just look at it from all different angles and, and put it out there. Because, and have some fun with it, Timbo. Yeah, there is a real pride. When you get a good business name, there is a real pride, and it, I'll guarantee it'll also result in great branding. Mm. And it doesn't have to be literal, but it has to be memorable. Yeah, I agree. I am a bit of a one for names that make sense. And if they don't make sense, got to have a tagline. Yeah, tagline. Yeah, Must have. Yeah. Back to Beck. So from designing on... The, Obviously, deciding on a brand name. Then, how did you go about building your website? Um, more importantly, developing the the range of people, y- mm. your customers, your, your, your journalists, and, and also bloggers and experts that want to write. I mean, how did you get... Oh, how did you get the website? Did you go and... Do you have a website developer, or did you go yeah, and... Yeah. You had one? Yeah, I, f- I found one, and uh, I really believed in investing. Elance, yeah. or did you have no, someone no. local? local. No, I went some- to someone local, yep. and someone who was... Really reputable, had done some great work before, um, loved the, the creative side of it. I thought I needed to at least, even from the, from the get-go, I needed to really create um, the impression that this was a serious service, um, but contemporary at the same time. So I wanted to have a bit of fun, which is why I probably have a fuchsia-coloured logo. But, uh, fuchsia? But I, yeah. Would you yeah. say fuchsia? I like fuchsia. Yeah. Fuchsia's good colour. Mm. <laughs> yeah, or hot pink. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, I wanted it to be sort of fun and uh, memorable, and but very professional. I, I needed the machinery to work, and I wanted it to be scalable. So I knew that I needed somebody that was going to be able to, to do that, Machination because I don't have any of that expertise. So you got all. a recommendation, found someone, went and chatted through the, through the kind of concept, and yep. Mm, yep. got confident that they could do the job. Exactly. Once that job was done, what I really want to know is how, how did you get bums on seats? How yeah. did you get people to be on both the receiving list and the sending list? Like, I know that was that, a really tough slog. Massive challenge. Yes. What, what came first? Uh, well, I, I recognised that I would have if Journo started to use the site and didn't get a response then they were unlikely to use it again. But if a subscriber was to subscribe and not hear from me for a day or two, that, that probably wouldn't upset them. So I thought I really needed to get, get sort of the subscriber base happening. And probably the best way to do that as well would be also through sort of social media. But, I mean, there was, there was me getting on the phone, looking up yellow pages to find sources for my journos. So anyone that invested in me, I certainly invested in them ringing around saying, you know, do you have this expertise? Do you do you know somebody who might be able to to comment on this? Ringing education, you know, educational facilities, whatever it took, because I thought if they'd gone to that sort of lengths to support 
my service and give it a trial. I really needed them to be able to tell their friends it was successful, mm-hmm. and then, you know, other, other journos. And I had, uh, there was probably about, there were, there were about three journos that really supported me in the early stages because they could see the potential for the service. How long has it been going? About a year, okay. a year now. Do you reckon, do you feel as though you've got, do you feel momentum? I, I absolutely oh, do. You it's do. so exciting. Oh, if it's only a visual medium, Lukey, that look was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have I got momentum? Yes. No, I definitely <laughs> yeah, have momentum I think you can now. Hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've got momentum. Mm. Um, you've re- Did you have some goals that you set at the start of the 12 months for launch? And You know, realistically, no. no. Because it was, it was hard and, you know, like – like Luke's pointed out, the hardest thing was trying to sort of get the subscribers and get the journos using it mm. continually it's a, it's and getting a, the tra- traffic. Up. I call mm. it the directory syndrome. I was talking to Luke earlier. It's like, you know, like if you're going to start a directory, egg. yeah, it's yeah. like, do you go for the advertisers or you go for the users? Exactly. What, what's your revenue model? You got a, you sell advertising and I you were advertising. very lovely. You gave me a little ad, <laughs> which gave me a little lead, <laughs> a love lead, <laughs> That's good. That's which good. I converted Luke. I converted that lead. Congratulations, Tim. Yeah, yeah, which turned into money. So, Rebecca, monetization <laughs> model. So how, how are you monetizing this fantastic idea? Uh, look, it's, it's advertising, as, um, as, as Tim said. And, um, and also I have a um, – well, actually, something that sort of evolved out of, out of use and, and out of sort of the subscribers demanding an additional um, element to the service, which was is a request service. So – obviously have a lot of public relations consultants using the service and they from time to time and radio stations and, you know, using the service and from time to time they want gifts or they want prizes or they want whatever. And, uh, and for sort of a lot of the PR subscribers, I, I charge a small fee, which is just a monthly $20 fee or an annual fee to post as many of those sorts of requests as they like. And, um, yeah, so we sort of, we get a really, uh, that's actually driven a lot of traffic because a lot of people are getting sort of kudos and recognition with their, their promo product being in a, in a mm. gift bag at, a, mm. at an event with a target audience that they probably never would have you get had a lot access of that. to. Yeah. yeah. You get a lot of that. Yeah. And it's actually really, really useful for people yeah, who okay. receive them as well as people who use the service. So, so I'm guessing you've got a rather modest marketing budget. You're very active on Twitter. Yes. Um, how else are you getting the source bottle word out there? Uh, above the line or all online? Oh, look, no above the line. Um, I... I Mainly through sort of social media and word of mouth. Uh, a lot of the, the hard thing about Source Bottle is it's a really difficult concept to articulate quickly. It's very difficult to advertise. So because people just have to experience it before they actually get their head around mm. how it's going to help them. Uh, so I Can I give of, you an idea there? Yeah. Have you seen some of the things that Google, I'm just trying to think of the company that does them, but Google use these really cool animated videos. And there's a, there's a couple of companies in the States that do them, but it's beautifully simple animation. And Twitter have got one. If you look up a Twitter explanation video, it's really simple animation. And it says, this is how it works. Yes. And it goes for two minutes. And they're just like the kids' drawings. Mm. Yeah. And it'd be really cool yeah. to have one on the homepage of Source Bottle. Yes. It, to it, say, this is how it works. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I think, um, you know, so, well, that's always, been, that's always been the biggest challenge. I reckon you did it really well at the start. Yeah. Well, mind you, I mean, we both know what it is. It'd be interesting to see where the listeners who haven't used it and haven't heard of it kind of got what Beck was it, talking about. It is a good service for small so business people. Beauty. Not just for bloggers or... Journalists, or you know, have you have you heard any stories from small business people that have managed to get their name out there using Source Puddle? Oh yeah, I, all the time. I'm starting to actually collect some of them as video testimonials and putting putting them on the homepage. But uh, look, I 
when we first started, I, the thing is, I, I don't actually know unless someone tells, tells me, you, either yeah. the journalist tells me or the, yeah, you know, the journalist says, thanks so much for these incredible sources. Or the, the person says, oh my God, I was on television last night. And, <laughs> and, and that actually happened with, with one really small business. She'd started out brand new idea and she thought, okay, I'm going to start sort of dabbling in social media because I have a very, very modest budget. And uh, she developed a product and then went out uh, and tried to sort of push it out to the market and listened on on Twitter and actually stumbled across Source Bottle. And cool. she then responded to a call out for from a TV station saying they're looking for uh, they were looking for innovative ideas. And it was just happened to be a timing thing. And then. Two weeks later, she's she, on telly. She's on telly with wow, an audience right. of a million people. You have to capture. You have to spend a lot of time getting testimonials. Yeah, I big do. time. I do. Big time, well, and it's not easy. I was talking to a client today about yeah. exactly that. We spent an hour talking about testimonial strategies because generally, if you ask someone for a testimonial, they go yes, but you never get it. Um, and so there's ways of kind of doing it. I found that you know you, you either write write it for them and yes. ask and send it to them and say, would you put your name to that? Yes. Cool. That yep. job done. Or you go around with a video camera. Mm. Which is kind of a bit awkward. Well, no, you go around with a flip. Oh yeah, that's bloggies. what I've got. We've the got flip. the bloggies. Look at these bad yeah, boys. Yeah, they're beautiful. <laughs> hey, these, because uh, you know what, you can do great visual medium once again. Yeah. But you can turn it around on yourself. Oh. And Luke likes doing it in particular. <laughs> Luke doesn't even push record. He just puts it on himself, and he can see himself. Uh, he just so he uses it as a mirror. See, um, I've never even. I didn't even know that. Worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are cool. Uh, yeah. Flip. You know, very last year. So, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sony Bloggy, very tomorrow. Would you say, Luke? You yeah. put me onto them. I did actually. It's very unusual for yeah. you to be leading in that in that way. <laughs> Amazing. Hey, Amazing. Be- so, Beck, um, testimonials. Yes. Test- <laughs> yes. Yeah. We, we, we've done that. Well, one of the, no. One of the easy ways I've found is is send people a survey. Oh God! Really? Yeah, seriously? Like send them a list of questions to answer. Why don't you send them a sleeping tablet? <laughs> <laughs> I've tried that. Oh, I, yes, they quite uh, like it, it, it's, it's Luke Moulton here. I've got a survey. I just need you to fill out the questions. Or, uh, or actually, it's multiple choice, so Tim, it should be fine. Another thing that you've done before as well, and I quite like, is ring people on Skype and recording the conversation. Do you like that? Yes, it's very good. Mm. Ooh, do you know if I tricky. tell them that I'm recording? Yeah, I was going to say, do you? Yeah, yeah you do. I do. Mm. You do. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, so there is ways around it. Timo, we're just going to pause back there and have a quick chat about some tools for getting testimonials. Now, I want to just stick up for myself there, Tim, oh, here because, we go. because you, you bagged me there for, um, I, for, for the surveys. You, you did. I wouldn't bag you. you. you Luke, <laughs> look, look at me. I wouldn't bag you. I, I've actually used um, Google Forms. It's just, I mean, oh. you've, you've probably heard of SurveyMonkey, yep. um, and basically you can send people a form uh, with a list of questions. Um, a survey probably sounds a bit intimidating, but look, seriously, a list of five questions in small business, it's all mm. about leveraging your time, Timbo. So I know you said suggested getting on Skype or mm-hmm. or um, taking a video camera, but this is literally emailing them a link and saying, you know, yeah. love to hear how you've used the service. Here's a few questions if you have time to answer them, um, and I'd like to, with your permission, use them as a testimonial. Good idea. Is Google Forms part of Google Docs? Yes, it is. Yes. So Google Docs, how good is that? It is. <clears throat> good. Have we gone over that? Because if we haven't, we should. Yep. So Google Docs is basically a replacement for Microsoft Office, yeah, would be fair to say. It's web-based um, and um, great for collaboration. Yeah, it's amazing. I, it's My whole life is Google Docs-based. Mm. Um, while we're on the whole pr- subject of productivity tools, yep. Skype, yep. I sometimes assume that everyone's got it. Yeah. And I'm amazed when I say to a client, oh, look, we'll just connect on Skype. They go, oh, I haven't got Skype. Listeners, if you haven't got Skype... Get Skype. 
Yeah. Um, because it's, well, it's not because it's free. It's just really handy. Oh, it is because it's free. Well, it is because it's free. <laughs> it's very, it's good that it's free. But the fact that you can see when someone's there, um, and you don't have to let people know the you You can put on do not disturb and all that. But knowing someone's there and actually chatting through, not, not necessarily picking up the phone to talk, but yeah. just like quick question through. I do it with my designer all the time. It's like we just chat back and forth the whole time and very quick way to get answers, to check things. Um, and there's video, there's conference oh, calling, there's screen, screen sharing. Share, screen sharing is awesome. I've been dealing with uh, a guy in Sydney. Um, he's had to show me a thing or two yep. about a website, um, shares his screen, and Bang. he can basically walk, walk me through it without me having to jump on a plane and go to Sydney. Yep. Should yep. have figured out that the first time before ah, I did actually go to Sydney. Ah, yes. Anyway. But you wouldn't have known how good it was unless you'd gone to Sydney first and realised <laughs> that was a pain. Um, and the other thing you can do with Skype is there is a little download, I think it's like 10, 20, 30 bucks, Skype call recorder. Yes. So every time you have a phone call, you can record it. Obviously, let people know that you are recording, Luke. It is. Um, by law, you are required to. You are. And um, also, um, it allows you to then... I do a lot with clients. If I get a brief from a client, I say, look, I'm going to record this because um, I can go back over it and make sure that I've captured exactly what it is we're trying to scope here. So, And then when, you, when they turn around and change their mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're trying. Uh, let me just uh, play this back. No. Yeah, okay. Back to Beck. Back to Beck. Hey, um, Beck. So small business uh, owners are listening. Yes. How should they go? They should pretty much pause as soon as we finish talking. Luke will probably rattle on a bit after you leave. <laughs> but, like, how should they go and, as of now, use Source Bottle as a marketing tool? Give us the top three. Oh, look... There's really only one. There is, top, isn't there? Top one, just get on and register. It's free. Pick the topics you want to hear, you know, receive call-outs on and start responding if they're yep. appropriate. Yeah. And, uh, and in responding, there mm. is magic in responding. Well, no, there is there a, there's is a trick to – don't just go, oh, yeah, I meet that criteria, contact mm. me. What what would they what should they do? Well, look, it's it's like any you know you're competing with a group of other people who are all saying yes, we satisfy your criteria in terms of the, the source you're trying to look for. So you want to be as interesting as possible, and you're going to get rejections that way too. Mm. But um, I think it's a bit of a numbers game. Oh yeah, and, and my, that's my experience because I use Source Bottle probably three times a week for this show yeah, uh, when people are looking, um, and when we've spoken previously, mm. journalists, if you are listening and you're using Source Bottle. Respond. <laughs> At least respond. I'd rather a response saying, "Tim, Thanks you are so f- you are so far from what we need. It's not funny than not than not hear anything back because yes. it's like perhaps you should stop sending a photo, Tim." Oh, no, that's quite good. That's Thanks. quite good. Yeah, right, well done. Um, <laughs> one nil. <laughs> but you know, um, because you know, like. Part of me goes, oh, I wonder if it's source. I wonder if the source, if the service is working. Now I know it is, but you know, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you address that. We talked about maybe having a feedback model and all this type of stuff, but for another time, yes. it's a bloody ripper service, yes. Luke. It and is I, a great I service. I am subscribed as well, Timbo. Yes, I know. Oh, good. Yep. Yep. So, mm-hmm. no, have you replied? I've replied to one or two. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. yeah. I usually lay that up to you, though. It's fun, though. Like, you hit the scene, you go, oh, I wonder if they'll come back. You know, like, uh, <laughs> what if they like what I have to say? <laughs> I'll just put your on, photo just on that, Rebecca. Do you have some tips for pitching? Yeah, well, look, that's that's a. I, I think if if I think read really, really, really read what they're actually looking for, and uh, and try to be a little bit different because they're not going to write about the same thing. I, I've sort of responded to to different callouts and and recognise that I actually fit into like I'm a home based business and I'm a mum working from home with two children. That sort of that's not going to sell me and my story. Uh, but if I could sort of 
have a novel kind of experience to talk about or there was something different or unique about about me and my response, then that's obviously mm. going to increase the ant, you know, up the ante in terms of me okay. getting published. Last question, Beck. Do you think Luke's hot? Jesus, Tim. That's to get you back, obviously, Luke, for the comment about you sending through the photo. Because, Beck, Luke thinks you're hot. <laughs> all right. He's excellent. not bad, is he? One, one all. Thank you for coming in, Beck. You are a delight. And Thank I you will for continue. Me. We will continue as a small business, as the number one small business marketing podcast in Australia, Luke. We will continue wait, wait to, source, we will continue to sort, support Source Bottle. Okay? Please Indeed, do. That's we pledge great. our Thanks, Beck. Thank trust. you very much for having Thanks, me. Thanks, Beck. Lukey, that is it for another episode of Small Business Big Marketing. Yes, it is, Timbo. Thanks very much to Beck. And thanks to our flying solo listeners if you tuned in the th- for the first time. This is about our 27th episode, so you can actually go and check out the backlog of, uh, yes, of Small Business Big Marketing episodes. Just go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. And while you're there, you can also sign up for 52 ideas, 52 marketing ideas. One a week, Luke. <laughs> that's right, Timo, for a whole year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And each one a chapter from your book, Timo. Yeah, and, and if, that, if one of them doesn't work, then I give up. That's it for another episode. Lukey, it's been an absolute pleasure. You too, Timo. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. We'll catch you next time. You've just come that little bit closer to getting your business booming thanks to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reed and Luke Moulton. Please keep in mind that the information, opinions and ideas expressed in this show are those of the hosts and interviewees and theirs alone. And they don't necessarily reflect those of their past, current or future employers.